0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Seen It All, where we break down this week's biggest movie and TV news. We got a Loki season 2 trailer, The Meg 2, The Trench Review, we got Box Office Talk, Haunted Mansion Flops, Barbenheimer is doing incredible for the biggest box office weekend, box last box office weekend of July, and Sony delays on their films, the only one I care about being Beyond the Spider. So yeah, make sure y'all check it out. Let's get into our first talk. Well, let's get started with The Meg 2, shall we? I wanted it to be so bad, it was good. I was really hoping for Sharknado on steroids. Like, if they gave Sharknado $130 million, and that's the end product we got, I was really, really hoping for it. The review embargo, they waited until Thursday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon to lift it, and it started off at 0%. I was like, oh, it's all coming together now. I was just like, oh, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be so funny. We're going to get another Tommy Tommy Wiseau's room. It's going to be amazing I absolutely loved the first make and thought they really balanced the action and character stuff really well and they had tension and great action scenes the one on the beach was awesome in the beaches of China or Singapore wherever they were and they we tried to replicate that here to a lesser extent instead I wanted them where the trailers went when the trailers for this film came out it was just like oh we're just going insane and I was like oh okay I'm so down for this I could have so much fun with this you I'm so ready and it, it's not. It tried to replicate the first one. It just ended up being bland. It's similar to my reaction to Transformers. It was good whenever no one was talking and a Meg or a giant squid were on screen. So if you had characters talking or any plot developments happening, it was like, oh, This is, this is not good. Not slightest bit good. Most of the film though was actually spent like good half of the film was spent 25,000 feet deep and they never really built the tension. Like there's a movie I think called underwater where they built the tension well, like because they kept it all underwater. It's like, Oh, okay. I see what they're doing here, but there was no tension and it did not deserve to be that much time underwater. I was like, Oh my God, this is taking up so much screen time. The scenes when the Meg finally started attacking were good though. Underwater. That was good just wish that the dinos the little dinos underwater it's just it was very very badly structured with the underwater stuff and i hate there was like half underwater and then half with the beach scenes and the beach scenes are a lot better than the underwater stuff and i was like what are we doing here the real the real villains of the movie are not the megs like in the past movie it's it's a uh, terrorist slash people who want to change the world like want to extract stuff from the world for billions of dollars they're killing the world that's basically the villains this year it's cool idea but not what i want to be front and center in the meg movie and it diluted the action of the megalodons because the never film the film never says anything about its eco-friendly message at all it just like stops it just they just shoot a bunch of things but they never really get into it and it really gets dropped in the second half the whole motives of the villains and stuff also they spoiled a bunch of the villains deaths and both of them they spoiled a lot of the villains deaths in the trailer and I thought one of the characters acting was so bad I was like how how can you guys not tell she's the villain it's so easy oh my god it's driving me insane and it's also weird how much gun violence and fighting other humans in a Meg movie there was none of that in the first one none no shootouts in the first one except for when the helicopters ran into each other no there they was a lot of shootouts a lot of human versus human stuff I was like what what are we doing here in a Meg movie and it's the first one there was not really in human villains. there was uh the Dwight from Office uh tech billionaire villain but he kind of made sense of what his motives and he didn't really go against the heroes per se hand in hand that doesn't stop the villains in this movie it was just it felt so bizarre for a Meg movie why aren't the Megs and Mother Nature the villain like solely the own villain we don't need any background extras we just need them to be the villain because they're just so much better the effects also weren't as good as hoping they would be the first film had really great effects but the, the Megalodon effects are still good here like they have that down pat how the Megalodon works and the swimming effects the squid Looked a bit jumpy when its tentacles came over. You saw the full squid. Oh, it looks cool! But when it it looked really bad whenever it was reaching out and picking up people. Same with the little dinos in the real environments. They felt like gnats in this film. And I wish they would have gotten some cooler dinos. Being as but these ones, ugh, it just the CGI didn't good. It just wasn't it. The character wise, there isn't. There is nothing here character wise. They killed. They killed off. Li being off screen, who was a great part of the first film. I'm wondering if she's like, can't act anymore. I don't know all the stuff's going on in China, but I'm wondering if she can't act anymore or what's going on here, over there. But at least they have her daughter back. Her her daughter was a great part of the first film. She's good here. And her off screen brother in the first film shows up here, played by Wu Jing, who is apparently one of China's biggest movie stars. And I could tell he has the charisma to be a movie star. I mean, he didn't do the best here, but I could tell like, oh, okay, that's a movie star right there. And you can totally recognize it. You can tell immediately, though, that this film was mostly produced and funded by a Chinese company. They talk a lot about the well-being of China, and we got to do this for China and the world, but mostly China, talking Chinese a lot, but I mean, that's cool, you get some culture, good to see some other cultures and stuff, but there's no notable character work other than that they all are, they are all really, act really, really bad in this movie, but I can tell they're really good actors, like, you can tell most of these people are good actors outside, like, Jason Statham's a good actor, uh. The guy, I can't remember his name, Cliff Curtis, Cliff Curtis, he's, in, he's a good actor, I could tell Jing's probably a good actor, but they are so bad in this, and you blame the directors and writers for that, same with the Haunted Mansion stuff, where I can tell these are all great actors, I've seen them in everything else, they are outstanding in their field, like a scarecrow, <laughs> sorry, Jad joke, but they're just used so, so poorly in it. it's just like, oh, who we gotta turn to in this stuff, like the act, the director, the director is at fault, and the writing, This is they're being... Sh- all the main four, basically the main four. So Cliff Curtis, Wu Jing, Jason Statham, and then uh, the little girl, I Didn't don't remember her name, but they're all being shrouded by really, really awful director and awful writing. Also, there are some major ADR problems recently. I know I'm just going to rant about this here in the Meg, but when you can see the back of the character and they start talking, you just know this. It sounds different. It sounds different. It's way worse dialogue. I'm like, no human would ever say that in real life. They did in Mission Impossible too. when you clearly see Haley Atwell's face and she says something, then her lips aren't moving. It's just... I've noticed that in almost like all every single one of these films, I'm, like really bad ADR. I'm sure there's good where I don't notice it, but they're just, oh, just Hollywood just going there and refilming or something. It just looks, it sounds and looks so bad. And it really takes me out. I'm like, oh, they did not just say that right there. That was totally after effect. They said, again, the writing was just so bad, but it's not like fun bad. It's just bad. If it was like fun bad, I would be like, oh, this is the best movie ever. But no, it's just bad. But as for the stuff I like, after ranting about all this bad stuff, anytime no one was talking, as I said, and we saw the Meg, they delivered on the Meg stuff. They would it on the actions. Three Megs this time, but they don't do much with that. Like they deliver individual Meg action, but they don't do. I want to see a giant team up. Like we didn't get a giant team up. They just all kind of broke off into their own thing, and then they started attacking people individually. But I wanted to see a giant team up, and we didn't really get that. I was hoping for like something really cool. They kept do something un- so unique with three Megs. It just uh, and. They gave their each their own satisfying conclusion, and they 100% set up a third film in this with some of the megalodon developments. I hope we get some more prehistoric stuff besides just the giant squid and the little dinos. I hope we get more. The giant squid was awesome too, and they were more in the the this latter half of the movie on the beach scenes. They were, but the effects, as I said, they looked really, really dodgy, really bad half the time, and it felt like I was watching Sharknado on Sci-Fi, even though it wasn't as fun as that. Like if it was as back crazy, insane. A Sharknado was, maybe I would have had a better time, but the beach scene was fine, but they dragged it out with other unnecessary stuff, speaking of like terrorists, and then the little dinos, and the helicopter stuff, if we just focused on the giant squid and the megalodons, it would have been so, so much better, and a lot, did this movie didn't need to be two hours, it could have been a tight hour and 30, even less than that, just a lot of unnecessary filler, but the one shining light, with all this criticism, even though megalodons were good, they still had faults, the one shining light of this movie, the only good performance that was given, was that of TJ's DJ's character returning from the first movie? Surprised they didn't get Ruby Rose back. What is she doing? She's not acting anything right now. They could have totally brought her back instead of the other girl. Like they could have they could have done some unique with Ruby Rose character. But I'm so glad, so glad DJ returned because he was absolutely awesome and I loved whenever he was on screen. It's just he was just such a delight. He had a survivor backpack. He was just so funny. He was just so great, ladies man. Awesome dude. He better be back for the third if they make another one. He should be the main character at this point. Jason Statham's doing. There's Jason Statham didn't give one slip of 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 any emotion in the film at all. But DJ DJ can carry this movie on his back. I want him to lead these movies. So the overall the manga action was great, and the one the one shine and along with the other one shining beacon of the movie with DJ, but a really really bad film and not a fun bad like I was hoping for. Definitely going to forget the sequel happen, and I'm just gonna go rewatch the first one, the first film again like I usually do. So I don't have a popcorn bucket in front of me. I don't know if I should grab one. I might pull it off the shelf. Oh I got my Avatar popcorn bucket. That lights up. I'll turn on the light. So yeah, I gotta get my final my final thoughts if I can figure out how to turn this thing on. Oh it's on. It's on. So yeah, this is my Avatar popcorn bucket. Water themed. It's water themed. So we are gonna turn that sucker down. Don't go see this movie. Go see and Mutant Ninja Turtles if you want to go see a new movie this week. Don't see the make. It's not as good. Just rewatch the first if you have a make fixing because this will disappoint you because it's not that fun. It's not that fun at all. As for as other people's reactions, I said, Meg two lifted their embargo very late, as late as they possibly could, which is never a good sign. It started off with zero percent, and now it's grown to the high teens. But I really wish it would have stayed at zero percent. It would have been so funny if it was a zero percent. It didn't even have a second trailer. They only ever put out one trailer. Warner Bros did not have faith in this film at all. Like they didn't put no marketing in this. They put all their marketing money into Barbie at this point. They did not spend any on this, but it shows with the Rotten Tomato scores you can tell. But it's a score that i expected. The box office looks to be a 25 to 30 million opening stateside, way under the first one which i think opened with 40 to 50 million if i can recall. It did pretty well stateside, but this movie doesn't need american money. It needs the chinese cash because this is pro- this is funded by a chinese company. It stars one of china's biggest movie stars and it's going to do banking there as it's set to open with 70 million just in china alone. That's where it's ultimately going to make a profit because the budget wasn't too huge, too huge, too huge at 130 million which is way under a lot of big blockbusters recently it's good they kept it in like that so i think they'll definitely get a third film because this one's gonna make money in china and i i did, but i hope that really jumps the shark like this film didn't jump the shark enough to where i just started laughing there are a few moments i laughed with jason statham on that jet ski towards the end but not enough but i wanted to say like this needs to just go just go all the way man make it pure insanity please as for the box office of this past week it is the best box office for the last week of july ever of all time with the barbenheimer mania continuing to hold strong as the overall box office was 217 million dollars it's that's absolutely insane and it just, it's just like so great for the movie theater industry but let's start out with the newcomer this week besides talk to me which did great but i addressed that box office in his own review i did like a teenage Ninja Turtles review earlier this week i did a talk to me review and i did a haunted mansion review so make sure you go guys go out and check those as well but it, it is a film that completely fell flat on its face haunted mansion did it had a 24 million opening weekend and a worldwide opening of 33 million that is really really rough it has 157 million dollar budget i mean you see it on screen they have a lot of ghost effects they have an all-star cast but was it worth it no it was absolutely insanity to cost this much for her haunted mansion film top end of this should have been 80 million at the max there's not that many theme park fans that want to go well, sit in a movie theater when they can go to philhar magic and disney world and get like the 40 experience what were you thinking also don't open a halloween film in july like this is marketing 101 someone is going to get fired for that decision and they 100% should. The Barbenheimer Mania is still here, and it feels like no other movie can exist right now in its aftermath. Like, thank God the Marvels moved off the state, or it would be in so much trouble right now. They are having a huge sigh of relief, but they did miss out on their McDonald's promotion. I saw that driving by McDonald's, they have Marvel's toys out. I'm like, oh, that was because the film used to, was supposed to release this past weekend, and it didn't, but it's a very, they very, should be very glad they moved that film. Haunted Mansion has a B plus cinema score. Family films should have no lower than A minus. So people aren't liking this film. It's not going to have good legs. I don't usually address audience demographics, but the black audience, the African American audience for this film, only made up 13 percent of its overall box office. So there were ma- there was a major miscommunication with the marketing here towards the audience because four of the seven main characters were African Americans. So th- this really surprised me. At least for another reason this film was not doing it well. They didn't market to the right people apparently. I don't see it catching on in the family, family audience like Elemental did this entire summer because it's by far a way worse film than that. I see the only film being able to recapture that Elemental legs was probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah, it's not going to be Haunted Mansion 100%. Maybe, maybe, maybe they will, it may explode on Disney plus and Halloween where it's rumored to release. So I guess there's their hope, but I don't see that happening either, but make sure to check out my full review. I put it out on a Monday, but yeah, this film is a huge misfire for Disney who had, Who had thought this? Who had thought this? And Indy Five were gonna be great box of success successes, and they were not. And they were back to back too. So that's really really rough. But as for a huge success, is Barbie. It had the seventh biggest second weekend of all time. I believe that's only behind Marvel, Star Wars, and Jurassic films. So if you're not don't have superpowers, lightsaber, or dinosaurs. You're behind Barbie is Barbie is the biggest opening, biggest second weekend of all time. It fell 43%. You don't see that kind of a hold for a film that opens as big as Barbie did. It op- especially if it opens above 100, 150 million. The only time I've ever seen that before is probably with Black Panther, which felt like mid 30%, I believe. That 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 took the world by storm. It absolutely did. And that was over back in february time so you just that is so crazy that we're seeing this but barbie made 93 million this weekend which is just absolutely insane this this film's performance is incredible it's all over tiktok everyone's going out to see it. now my mom even wants to see it she got an outfit which i never honestly expected right now it's tracking ahead of super mario bros domestically and foreign and it looks to finish around the 1.3 to 1.6 billion range so yeah it's going to shoot way past that billion dollar mark, it should be there by Sunday, I think, it already has crossed, I think, almost over 800 million at this point, it's most likely going to be the biggest movie of the year, and it's, it's so good to see the biggest one of the year be a great movie, which makes me really happy, and no, no dish, no dish, just no, <laughs> no dirt on Super Mario Bros here, but, uh, which a lot of people love, but I love to see movies that people love thrive, but what an awesome, awesome turn of events here, and then the other half, of the barbenheimer craze is oppenheimer itself and it also fell for 43 percent what is happening with both of them falling the same amount this is absolutely insanity it made 46 million in the second weekend and is now past i think oh it's just past 400 million worldwide it's keep climbing it's christopher nolan's biggest film in some territories and others it is his biggest outside of the dark knight and dark knight races so if you're not a batman film those two batman films specifically a three hour r-rated period piece is his biggest film it looks to finish around 750 to 900 million globally. How is how is that possible? What, we are witnessing film history here with Barbie. Not partner. It's so cool to see it unfold before our very eyes. These films are doing well because of the talent involved on the screen and behind it. And studios need to release that. Need to realize that. Excuse me. They need to realize that and pay their actors and writers fairly. They said they're coming back to the negotiation table soon. I think they have a meeting scheduled. I think maybe tomorrow or the day after. I'm not sure. They said they're coming back, but there are still some holdouts. Netflix and other big streamers, maybe Disney. They're still trying to figure out residuals, trying to get as much money as possible. Warner Brothers just bragged this bragged they saved $100 million because of the strike. Well, you know you're gonna have to pay that money eventually. And you don't brag that to your shareholders, like, oh, we can't make product right now, so it saved us money. Well, no, no duh. No duh. It didn't cost you money because you're not making anything. This is so so stupid. Why you're getting paid $236 million, David Zaslav. Oh makes me so angry hopefully the industry is not cut off at the knees due to studios unwillingness to negotiate but whatever we've already seen the effects unfold under the next topic which we'll get to in a second but you think with barbenheimer craze making studios and theater owners are making so much money right now that they think they'd want to keep this train going but no their stupidity is holding it back and i just hope everyone gets compensated fairly because it's just really sad to see the industry shut down like this at such a big moment in history with barbenheimer it's just I wish we could keep going, keep the fun going. August looks desolate at this point. September, people are moving left and right, as we'll talk about in a second, but it's just it's gonna start getting desolate. I don't want that to happen again. We just went through COVID. Who is stupid enough to let this happen all over again? It's just absolutely insane. So Sony has become the first film to jump the gun and start to d- jump their gun with the actor strike and start to delay their films. But let's get to the good news first. I mean I'm not excited for the these movies, but this may be good, mo- good news for some because Bad Boys 4, which I thought Bad Boys for Life was the first one because it was like Bad Boys for Life, but no, apparently that's the third one and I didn't even realize that, but Bad Boys 4 is set to release June 14th, 2024 for Father's Day and will open against Inside Out 2, which are completely different films, but I bet it's going to get absolutely obliterated by Inside Out 2 at this point, but it's going for completely different demographics, so it should be okay. I haven't seen a Bad Boys film yet the third one released before the pandemic and it looks pretty fun to me, but I haven't checked out. So I'll probably wait to watch them all before the new film comes out, but I have no excitement for this film at all. And I'm curious if when Will Smith can come back from his, all his drama with this film. I don't know if it's possible. We'll see the, uh, was, it was in the emancipation that did not do well at all. I mean, it was a streaming movie, but there was no buzz about that at all. And I think cause the Will Smith slap kind of killed all the buzz for that film. And then another film that like I just got dated. It's a film I am also not looking forward to, and that is Venom Three, which is set for July twelfth, twenty twenty four. Um, I've given my thoughts on the Ven- Venom films before, but they are just—they're both so bad, like just—just just so so bad. I really hate them both. I don't—I don't, I don't want to be put through the ringer of a third film. And I know he has his own comic book, but I just think he's really dependent on Spider Man. I don't think he works well without him, especially when you try to make him a hero like, I think he should be an anti-hero at most, but we're making him a hero at this point, and I really, oh, it just, it just grinds my gears, it is just not good storytelling at all, and the movies are sped, I like Carnage in the last one, he was kind of cool, but awful, awful movie, I think Tom Hardy as Venom is great, but he would really work well with Tom Holland, I just have no faith in non-Spider-Man Sony films that, this, that focus on the villains after the first two Venoms and Morbius, so all of you venom fans that are if you're if there are any of you if there are any of you at this point i hope i hope you get excited but i don't i don't want to see this movie i don't want to see this movie at all at all guys i'm kind of dreading it but now to the bad news and that's the films that got delayed spider-man bc on the (sighs) spider-verse i don't want to talk about it has been delayed it's been delayed indefinitely at this point i am i'm so sad i this is the worst news about movies being delayed, I've heard since they delayed all the Avatar sequels. This is better than I don't know what's better. This has been delayed indefinitely. Avatar has been delayed to 2031. Can't catch the break. The actors haven't recorded any of their dialogue yet for Beyond the Spider Verse. The writers like to change stuff all the time and they can't right now. And the conditions for animators on last film were absolutely abysmal. So hopefully, the indefinite delay will give them the better working conditions. Who knows? I don't think so. I think it's mostly just because the actors and writers, but I bet we don't see this film until summer 2025 at this point, if not later that's just a theory, but I was really looking forward to part two, to my favorite film of the year so far, I'm just so sad right now, but hopefully it can be as good as Across the Verse was, and it'll all be worth it, but I just, I hope we don't have to wait five years for another sequel, I don't think we will, but it's just, it's just, it's just not looking good right now, and I'm really sad about it, as for the other Sony, Sony films that got delayed, none of them were films I was looking forward to, first of all, they moved Gran Turismo colon, based on a true story, yes, that's the actual title, I can't believe it, that they had to put based on a true story, like, you guys, you couldn't believe it, that a gamer turned into a, turned into a racer, like, that's just so unbelievable, right, yeah, we have to put based on a true story in the title, so people won't think it's the video game, or we won't think it's a movie, why don't we just put the Gran Turismo movie, there, solved it, we don't have to have the stupid Gran Turismo based on a true story, and it was moved back two weeks, I'm not looking forward to this film at all. Uh, it's getting good reactions by some on social media, but I, I don't believe it. Those those trailers just look so bland. I've seen all before, and they're so boring. And I've seen this film a thousand times before, and I don't want to see this. I don't want to have to sit through this trailer any more times in the theater. And now it's kind of become a meme online with people all everybody quoting the trailer. And it's kind of funny at this point, but also like, Morbius was funny because of the memes, but the movie itself was just absolutely awful. Like, it wasn't so bad, it's good. See, I want these films just to be so bad they're good, and I never get that. Just give it to me, please. And it just, it's just my friends, my friends are really excited about this movie because movie they're a car guy, and now apparently they don't want, they can't see it with me because they're going out of town, and I'm like, no, you have to come see it with me because I don't want to suffer alone. It's going to make it even worse. And then another film I'm not looking forward to, Craven the Hunter. I won't go on any more tangents about the Sony villain movies, but they are just so bad. And the trailer for this film is so bad. They they played it in front of Talk to Me when it had just when it just came out that they delayed it from October of this year. I think like October sixth or something. Maybe yeah, I think it released the same day as Loki. October October sixth of this year until August thirtieth of twenty twenty four. That is absolutely insane. I have to talk about it for guys guys for like another year. I don't want to talk about this movie for another year. Don't do this to me. They have to lay the film like three or four times now at this point. I think we're just re-witnessing Morbius in front of our very eyes. And Sony just needs to rip the bayonet off of this film. Because it, it, I would be surprised if it opened more than 30 million. I think Morbius opened like 38 million. It is not even hitting that. And apparently they, they might be doing rewrites of this film too. What? What is going on? So yeah, I'm sad I have to talk about this film for more than a year now, and that we have to see his trailers play in front of every movie. It's like the Morbius and Gran Turismo trailers all over again. You remember Morbius de- delayed like five times and you just had to keep watching that awful trailer every time in front of a movie? I remember I saw Spider-Man No Way Home like five or six times in theaters. They would play the Morbius trailer right in front of it, every single time, it was agony, it was absolutely awful, and I don't want that to happen again with Kraven, I just, just no, please, I don't want to see a lion infect someone and then they get superpowers, it's just so stupid, (laughs) please. And as for a film that I don't hate as much as Gran Turismo and Kraven so far, the trailers, okay, when I go in to see those films, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna set my expectations right, but I'm not gonna come in with pre-ex, pre pre pre-existing notions, even though the trailers are really awful, I'm gonna come in hoping for a good time, but it's for a film that I'm sort of looking forward to, maybe, and that is Ghostbusters Afterlife, which we have not seen any marketing for, it was delayed from a Christmas 2023 release date to March 29th, 2024, which was previously beyond the Spider-Verse State, so it's gonna have like the Easter weekend, which Mar- Super Mario Bros. had this past year, I don't like Ghostbusters Afterlife, and which was the film that came out recently, it just felt very small scope. And I'm not a huge fan of the original Ghostbusters, so I don't think this franchise is for me. But I have a little excitement about this film, they can bring back the crazy fun of the original because I thought the last one was just too small in scope and felt very cheap. Like, let's bring back Sigourney Weaver, she was in the credit scene, we can bring her back for this one, make her a main character. Every time you make Sigourney Weaver, a main character, it's great. Just look at the Avatar films. <laughs> but it just, the, the last one felt very cheap. And also, a lot of the stuff was spoiled on the marketing campaign. Another film that ran on forever because of the COVID delays, where I kept seeing his trailer in front of everyone. I was like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen now. And then they spoiled that the whole cast was returning in be- a week before. Oh, just Sony, the way they market their films really drives me insane, I think. I really hope Aquaman 2, though, stays in the Christmas quarter because if not, it's going to get desolate in there if stuff keeps moving. And then I think the last thing that they moved was a Karate Kid reboot. I think Jackie Chan might be in this, but he was in the one with the Will Smith's son. But I don't quite know. I'm not familiar with the Karate Kid brand at all. It's been delayed. This film has been delayed from summer 2024 to a Christmas 2024 release. So not too big of a time gap for me because we haven't seen anything. It went from like June 7th, 2024 to December 13th, 2024. I don't care about the Karate Kid franchise at all. I don't watch Cobra Kai. I've seen the original probably once, but that was years ago. And I think I saw the, I saw the Jackie Chan one with Will Smith's son in theaters, and that was pretty good. But I don't remember much about it, so maybe they can recapture that. But it seems weird that with Cobra Kai being one of Netflix's biggest show, and we're going to do reboot the franchise. Like I'd probably wait a little bit. So the only solely delay I really care about at this point is maybe a little bit of Ghostbusters Afterlife if Sigourney Weaver is a big part of it. But don't, also is Bill Murray a part of it? Because I thought Bill Murray was kind of canceled because he was abusive. I don't I can't keep up with all that, but. If Bill Murray's a main part of this, I think they might have some trouble there too. Just, just make Sigourney Weaver the main character this point. I don't care if she's on a Ghostbuster. Make her a Ghostbuster. She's great. And bring back, uh, what's his name, from Christmas with the Kranks? And he's a Ghostbuster. And he's in the great outdoors. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, make Dan Aykroyd and Sigourney Weaver the leads. I'll be there day one. So yeah, the only Sony delay I really care about is Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is the only one that's delayed indefinitely, into, which is my luck at this point. But it's just really depressing. Why did Sony jump the gun so quick? Pay your actors and writers fairly, and we wouldn't be having this problem. Such stupidity and greed. What film delay? Most saddened you. Please let me know down below. Was it Spider-Man Spider Beyond the Spider-Verse? It should. It should, unless you're a huge Ghostbusters fan. But please don't say Craven or Gran Turismo by two weeks. Don't do that to my sanity. <laughs> As for something I'm really excited about, that is Loki season two, which we just got our first trailer for. I loved Loki season one so much. The hype the whole world had around that show was just incredible. I still think WandaVision is the best Marvel TV show, but this is a really, really close second. I don't feel like, I feel like we've kind of lost some of the magic, of the Marvel Disney Plus shows, based on that first year ago, we had WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, which was okay, Loki, and Hawkeye, which I really loved all three of those, besides Falcon, Winter Soldier, I loved the other three ones that I just mentioned, it was just so awesome waking up at, I woke up at two in the morning, when I didn't even have to, the cliffhanger innings, of that last season, Loki, and all the other shows, it just had my mind blown, I woke up at 2 a.m., even when there wasn't school the next Nexus, so I didn't have to, I just wanted to do it because I loved those shows, and there was so much Marvel hype after COVID, and we had missed out on it for a bit, and it was just so much fun talking with friends about theories, and I want to go back to this, so hopefully Loki season two can be back to that great, the Loki season one just had an absolutely incredible ending, they just had my jaw on the floor with the stuff they revealed in the finale, and the way Sylvie killed Kang in that one. Oh, it was just great, I love Loki, and Sylvie, and Mobius and them together, and it was just all so great. It was absolutely amazing. So my anticipation has been rapidly growing for season two, and the trailer delivered exactly what I had hoped for in season two, and was very, very similar in style to everything that happened in the first season. Even though they switched out directors, I think Kate Kate Harold was the director of the first season, someone like that, and she left, but she's not doing anything else right. Kate heron I think, was her name, but she left Loki season two. Which, I don't know why, because she's not doing anything else right now. Like, why did you leave? We could have stayed on. You were a great director. But I have to first talk about the music of this show. And that is essential to the amazing vibes the show gives out. And thankfully, Natalie Holt, who composed the score of the first season, is returning. Unlike Kate Heron, as I said, directed the first season and left. I wish she would have stayed on. But I can't wait. I, I think the score is honestly more important at this point. I can't wait for another main score. And we see a glimpse of that in the trailer here. I honestly think the score is like a very, very vital part of why I love Loki so much. Tom Hiddleston always is amazing in Loki in his projects. He he protects his character in all of his projects every time. He's, like, kind of a producer. I think he's a producer on Loki itself. And I love just when an actor can be, like, you know, you notice so many times, like, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, is like, oh, I'm done playing Captain America. I'm done playing Iron Man. Like, I'm done. I don't want to play it anymore. But Tom Hiddleston's, like, Tom Hiddleston's, like, I will play him until the end of time. And I love when you have an actor who just loves being their character. And it makes it the, the joyous spreads to you, too. And we see there's not too terribly much shown off, new off here about his characters other than he's time warping and being thrown around. And we see multiple versions of himself, which there's some, there's going to be some comedy there. Owen Wilson is also just doing his Mobius, Mobius, Chick, Chick, uh, Chick. I can't pronounce the word right. It is awesome. I hope we get more of his backstory here. And he better. By the end of the season, be on a freaking jet ski. That's all that we wanted from the first season. And we were all very much disappointed. Just get that man his jet ski, please. Please. And I love the key lime pies they were eating. It was so cool. Sylvia returns with a mullet. Ew, it's really ugly. I think mullet, nobody can pull off a mullet. Absolutely no one can pull off a mullet. I don't care. You can try. It looks awful. I just can't stand the mullets. And I'm so mad Sylvia's hairstyle looks like that. Like, who chose that? Maybe she just really doesn't want to be with logie She's like, no don't be with me. I'm so ugly. And he's, and then he's gonna be like, no, it's okay. I love you. Cause I'm such a narcissist. I really hope romantic chemistry with Tom Hiddleston remains because I really actually love them together. I thought it meant perfect for how much of a narcissist Loki is. It's like perfect. That's like perfect. Ramona Rinslayer and the other two TV agents are back along with Kang. Well, I'm surprised they showed here with the Jonathan Majors court case coming up. But actually, they just delayed another month. So he's like, oh my god, we just can't get let's just get it done with before the show comes out, please. And I'm not sure they're gonna be cast or not. We'll see. And everyone's favorite, absolutely favorite character this entire show. And you know what I'm saying? It's Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes is the best character. Hold on, I have to grab it because Miss Minutes is just the best. Hold on. Oh, I gotta get her. I gotta get look, I bought Miss Minutes Funko Bob, a giant Funko Bob. She's just so great. She's like literally the best part of the show, except for when she jumpscared scared everybody and scared the crap out of scared the crap out of me at 2 a.m. in the morning it was just, Miss Minis is great, and she's back here, and she goes, like, full kaiju, and scares everybody, just, oh, she's such an character. I love the voice, the actress, and Tara, it's Tara something, she's great, and then we have a newcomer here, and that's Keihei Kwan, who just won his Oscar, and he's absolutely perfect for the show, and his dialogue is already great, the way he was responding, like, like yes and no, to yeah, no, to Owen Wilson, was great, and he put duct tape over his helmet, it was just awesome, the plot, the plot looks like someone is shoving the timeline back into one, and that causes major havoc, and we get to see that major havoc, because we get to see that major havoc, because the budget is on the screen, I'm guessing this is where uh, Secret Evasions $212 million went to, maybe it was just like, they're like, oh, let's point it to the Locust Show, the good show, because... We get a ton of action shown off of here and the sets for the TVA just look amazing like they did in the first, they did in the first season. I'm just, I'm just reading so much about the show and I love, and at the end you can see tons and tons of TVA agents come in as all the Lokis help take them on. Like I am so ready for the action scene, I just... Oh, oh, I'm just joking about this so, so much. I just miss Loki and I miss the hype we had around Marvel TV shows. And I really, really hope this can bring it back because I just love the first Loki season so much. It's right up there. With and said, I really need Ahsoka and this to deliver to get me back on the Disney Plus show train because... I have such hype for these two that they just can't let me down. They just can't. I think Ahsoka just came out that the first two episodes combined will have a runtime of an hour and 36 minutes. That's a good runtime. Let's see if we can keep it throughout the whole season. Like Secret Evasion, which started off with an hour-long episodes and then it dropped to 30 minutes, which there's I don't understand how there's not consistency in the writing. Like you can't turn in a script for one episode that's 50 pages, and another episode is like 30. How do you do that? That's so stupid. I can't wait for October 6th, which is a Friday, and I love that Loki season two comes out on a Friday and I hope they stick to those dates because Fridays are just so much better for the Marvel TV shows. It's just great. And they hopefully blow my mind like the first season did. I'm definitely doing a rewatch before the show starts. And I probably will start on it as pretty soon as I can, because I, I get, I get that where I'm like, okay, I need to watch it now. Like I've already, I'm almost finished with Invincible at this point, even though I said I was going to wait till the new season came out. Nope. I need to watch it now. <laughs> and so I did. And I probably do the same with Loki. And I think I got to rewatch Harley Quinn too, which which just came out with a new season. By the way, I highly recommend Harley Quinn season four. I know I haven't done a review, but I've just been watching that show. That show is so funny. So yeah, lots of great comic book TV out right now, other than Secret Invasion at this point. So yeah, I'm very, very, very excited. Audiences are excited too, because this has become Disney Plus' most watched trailer of all time with 80 million views alone. Yeah, Loki season two is going to be As absolutely... what's coming next week, because Sony moved Gran Turismo two weeks for some reason i still don't understand it the movie i will now see is the last voyage of demeter i'm glad i don't have to do a double feature of this with grantor miso because i think both of them look really bland like we've seen them both a million times but it's the last voyage of demeter it has the guy from game of thrones starring i can't remember his name at all but he's starring so i recognize his face but it looks really cheap like they spent no money on this like usually horror spends no money but you can tell they were all on a ship. I'm like, oh, you spend no money. And they probably chose to set it as a period piece because they had no money. But I do like the design of Dracula. He looks really cool. And hopefully he has a lot of screen time. But I don't think he will because of this film's insane. stuff. like, that's a cool. Oh, if I can point to it, right? That's a cool Dracula. That's really cool. I hope he kills a lot of people. That'll keep me entertained because it kills a lot of people. But I, do, I don't i do have faith in this film at all. I just, maybe it'll be another good surprise horror film like Talk To Me was and Evil Dead Rise was earlier really this But I don't have faith in this at all. I probably think I might come out of this hating this like I did in Sidious Fight, which is probably my worst, my least favorite film of the year at this point. Hopefully not. Hopefully I have a good, fun, fun time. But that'll do it for this week's episode of *Seeing It All. Thank you all so much for watching. Did you all see The Make 2? Was it as bad as you thought? Did y'all watch that Loki season two trailer? Am I crazy in my excitement left for Loki? What do you think of the Sony delays? Are you sad? And did you see Barbie and Oppenheimer? Apparently y'all did. And apparently none of y'all saw Haunted Mansion at this point. So yeah, make sure you come back next week to see my last Voyage to the review. Oh, and check out my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles review and my Haunted Mansion review, and my Talk to Me review, all of those I put up throughout the week because I was on vacation. But I made sure to get out and review all those films, try to see as many of them as I can. But yeah. Thank y'all so much for joining. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow me on my socials, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Follow me, follow me. You might have some fun tidbits. But thank y'all for listening now. Have a good night now.